0: If you have your Bibles, why don't you open them, please, to the book of Matthew? And if you uh, have a an electronic version of a Bible, go ahead and click on that. You can go to the same place, the book of Matthew. Thank you, sugar. Last week we looked at uh, Matthew chapter one beginning at verse eighteen, and we read all the way through verse twenty five and we together, Learn something from the life of Joseph about how our devotion to God should affect how we care for others. Amen. Amen. All right. This week, today, we're going to come right back to verse 18. I think I warned you last week we we're going to come back to it. So let's come right back to verse 18 of chapter 1, and we're going to read through verse 23. But today we're going to be looking at something a little differently. What we'll see today is a matter of life and death. What we'll see today is a matter of bondage and freedom. We will see something today that confronts the crux of the human condition. If today, if this isn't here, if if what we see today wasn't here, if it weren't here, then all hope would be lost. If this, if what we see here today weren't here, then humanity would remain a slave to our worst vices. If what we see today weren't here, then here's the deal. We might as well all just strap on our, hat, our Santa hats and our Rudolph noses and head for whatever's in that eggnog because that would be about all there would be to Christmas. But there is something here. There is a single sentence that we will read today that changes everything. Changes everything past, present, and forever. So let's read this together and we'll come back. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child By the Holy Spirit. Oh, everybody say, "By by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for... The child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is not part of the main emphasis today, but uh, I don't want to get past this without emphasizing this. Matthew has, if we want to pay attention to the, the book of Matthew and the themes in Matthew and what Matthew wants his audience to know. We, all, we need to pay attention that Matthew has told us that Jesus is, as a son of Abraham, Jesus is the, an, the, the heir to the promise of Abraham. And as a son of David, he is the heir to the throne. And he traces this lineage back, but he also wants us to know that he, and Matthew repeatedly will have, show us how Jesus fulfills Old Testament prophecy. But... The, this particular part that Matthew repeats twice now, Luke tells us this, but Matthew repeats this twice that Jesus that he, he, Jesus is entirely the result of the Holy Spirit that, that he tells he tells uh, that what is that Mary is with child by the Spirit, and that he tells the, an angel says, no no, the, the child that 's in her is of the Holy Spirit, so Christmas. Christmas is by the Holy Spirit and of the Holy Spirit. It's important that we understand, be, irrespective of how many times the Hallmark movie says, and that's the real meaning of Christmas. The, the, we need to find the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is the Holy Spirit. That's and you Think about it and then have some fun. Go. Think about the Holy Spirit and all of the, the images of the Spirit that the te- that Scripture gives us. And think about, just think, and I don't think it's, maybe it's a coincidence, but if it is, it's a very providential and happy one. That, that our favorite thing to do is light, is to put up lights and light candles and, there's, and with flame and light. Because this is the Spirit of God bringing light into darkness. And in the person of Christ, Christmas is a pneumatological phenomenon. Christmas is an expression, a work of the spirit. It is a miraculous work of God, the Holy Spirit, just like creation itself. So is redemption. Amen. Now, here's the next verse. Verse 21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Everybody say God with us. God. Verse 21. Verse 21 is the axis of all hope. Verse 21 is is the axis. It is the thing that hope hangs on and spins around is verse 21, is hope for all eternity. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In that sentence, is the is every element of Christmas in that sentence is uh, our greatest need and God's complete answer? One more time, everybody, read that that slide with me, please. You shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people. The angel said, "You will call you will call His name." Jesus. Christmas is about the name of Jesus. That name is the subject of song and of sermon on every continent in the world. It is the delight of multitudes without number. That name has been the final. Syllables on the mouths of martyrs throughout history. Men and women who have said, you can have all this world, but give me Jesus. Men and women have traveled the globe, sacrificed everything, rotted in prisons, endured great hardship, given away fortunes, turned away from all this world has to offer, rejected false religions and powerless idols. They have built hospitals. They have built orphanages and schools. They have upheld justice, protected the innocent, and delivered the oppressed because of this name, Jesus. This is the name that is above every name. God has exalted him to the highest place and given him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge Jesus Christ is Lord. Christmas is about the name of Jesus. Just one more time. Everybody just say his name, Jesus. The angel said, you shall call his name Jesus for he will save. Christmas means Jesus saves. Call him Jesus because he will save. There is a connection between his name and his mission, between what he is called and what he will do. The name Jesus, uh, our our English word Jesus, it was a historical name in in, in the Jewish nation. For them, in Hebrew, it would have been Joshua or Yeshua. Uh, In that time, Names when they were given, they meant something, and, and they, the, the names that were people were given were intended to to honor something that's true about God, and probably even characterize the life of the one who bore that name. And both of those things are true with respect to Jesus. His name honors something true about God, and it characterizes who He is. Jesus' name, the name He bore, means The Lord is salvation, or the Lord saves. So Jesus' name means the Lord saves. Camp on that just for a moment. His name means the Lord saves. (laughs) So every time someone called him, they said, the Lord saves. When they called for him, when they say, "Well, hello, the Lord saves." Every time someone called him, they called for God to save them. Think about the times when we and we'll read through the Book of Matthew in different portions of the Gospel, and we'll we'll hear people say, like blind Bartimaeus crying out, out by the roadside. You and I hear him say, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me." But what he says is. Jesus Lord save me The Lord God the God who saves Son of David the heir to the throne have mercy You cannot hit who he is and what he does are the same You can't separate his name from his mission He came to save that's his name So every time you and I say, in Jesus' name, we are saying, in the name of the one who saves. Every time we sing or we say the name Jesus, we are saying, the Lord saves. This this has to be why. Think about it. This has to be why. Maybe it's a happy providential coincidence. I don't think so. That this has to be why that only his name is said at certain extreme times. When people, I don't care who they are. I don't care if they claim to be the biggest pagan, the biggest atheist, the biggest I don't believe in God. When people are in big trouble, nobody cries, oh Buddha. No one says, Hare Krishna, help me. The person who has claimed to turn their back on God in the worst moment, they will say one name. They will cry out for one name because there's only there is no other name. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That is absolutely why you and I today can and should call on his name. Jesus, save me what does it what does save mean what did it mean what did they understood save remember that we won't we won't address that this we're not in luke but what the the angels said to the shepherds they said today in the town of bethlehem a savior has been born what did it what does save mean that jesus he shall save his people in the new testament to save or salvation means it's a great big word so there's lots of words and sentences we can throw at it but it broadly it it includes at least two big ideas and they're they seem obvious but they are they are concurrent they are not separated they are not compartmentalized ideas to save number one means to completely and totally deliver from danger Deliver from danger. Say it out loud with me. Deliver from danger. Now, if you need to be saved, that means you need to be delivered from danger. That that implies something, that there is danger. There is something dangerous. Sin and worse. Okay? Sin and all of its collateral consequences. So number one, to be saved means to be delivered. So to say he will save us means that he will deliver us. Come on, somebody say he'll deliver us. Secondly, the second idea of, of salvation, sozo, this great big word, uh, they, this great, is, is not only to, to rescue or to, to, to deliver from danger, but to bestow blessing. Not, not one or the other, but at the same time, concurrent ideas to, 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 uh, to rescue. So to be, to be saved has to do with not just being rescued, but also has to do with restoration. So you were pulled. This is why, think about some of you who know your Bible and you've read some of these things. The the, the Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is with me, bless his holy name, forgetting all his benefits. And, he, and, and the writer talks about how he pulled me out of the pit, but he didn't just pull me out of the pit and leave me there filthy. He pulled me out of the pit and then he crowned me with loving compassion. He crowns me. That's what salvation means. It means that I'm rescued and that I'm restored. It, it, Jesus said, it, it, here's the deal, he, he, to deliver us from danger, the, the Bible says that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, to pull us back, to buy us out of slavery and oppression. As a matter of fact, John 3, 8 says in his epistle, he says, the reason the Son of God came was to destroy the works of the devil, to save you and then destroy the one who captivated you in the first place. But he didn't stop there. Jesus also said very proudly, same guy, same John, quoting Jesus, making sure we heard Jesus say, I came, John 10, to, that you might have life and life more abundantly. So not only to rescue you, but to restore you. That's what it means. Jesus, the one who saves, he rescues and restores. Oh, and there's no wonder why we, wouldn't, we, we should make haste to cry out, Lord save me. When they cried out on Palm Sunday. Hosanna. That's a that's that's the that's that's literally they're, they're pulling the Hebrew there the hosanna. But it, if you spell if you say hosanna slowly it actually sounds a lot like the name of Jesus. In fact the the syllables are almost similar in the I mean the and the vowel sounds. <laughs> Hosanna means save now. But if you read that passage in Psalm 118, it says, save now, bless now. Salvation and blessing, that the idea is rescue us and bless us now. The same one who is a rescuer, is the restorer, is the blesser. That is Jesus. That name heals. Acts 3.16 after the man at the gate, beautiful, had been pulled up and his feet and his ankles were made strong and a crowd gathered and they wondered how in the world this happened. Peter said, there's only one thing that you need to know. 316, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is his name and the faith that comes through his name that has completely healed him as, all, as you can all see. That is, that is the act of saving. That name also vanquishes Evil. Listen to the disciples. Well, before I get there, consider the, the, the narratives in the New Testament, and we'll, we'll see them. We'll see them. But, the de- but demonized people, and, we're not, and we don't throw shade at them, but demonized people who are victims of, of unclean spirits. Those de- the, the unclean spirits, the demons in them and on them, they, 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 were, they, they, used, they, they were content most of the time to stay quiet and just torment their victim. Until Jesus showed up. And when they saw him. They panicked. And they said what? It's you. Why is it you? Why are you here? And from the depth of their being they cried out in fear. Oh no it's you. You've come to torment us. Because he has come to save. The disciples came back from their missionary trip. And they were aghast. They said Lord. Even the demons submit to us in your name. Martin Luther wrote, I can't live with or without you. Is that that it? Still jamming out. Martin Luther wrote, Though and though this world with devils filled, should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little Word shall fell him. He will save. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. <laughs> if you feel lost, he's a way maker. I can, nope. <laughs> If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison-shaking Savior. If you've got chains, somebody say it. Christmas means Jesus saves. Jesus will save his people. He shall save his people, which means to us all people. Romans 10, 13 says... In the King James, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. What's his name is? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever means whoever. It includes any one of you. It includes you. You are not excluded from salvation. You have no excuse not to be saved. You are the target of christmas for god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son but whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him would be saved jesus came to save us he came to save you If that's true, friends, then Christmas means we needed to be saved. Jesus will save his people from their sin. Jesus saves us from sin. What is sin? Well, despite what the infomercials have told you, sin is actually the leading cause of death. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. Paul says in Romans 5.12, he said, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. What is sin? Sin is the great enemy of humanity. Sin is the destroyer of lives of homes, of futures, of families, and of nations. Sin is the core of humanity's brokenness. Sin is moral rebellion. It's not always mean, but it is always wrong. Sin is more than, even more than just a violation of external ordinance. It signifies a rupture of our personal relationship with God. Sin is unbelief, hardness of heart. Sin is rejection of God's promises. And all of this manifests itself most often in pride, in sensuality, and in fear. The Bible describes sin as a malignant power that holds humanity in its grip. But you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He came not only to forgive us our sin, but to save us from them. To deliver us completely, not just partially, from our sin. Come on, evangelicals, you, I've said it before, I'm gonna, I'll never stop saying it. You've got to stop saying, hey, I'm not perfect, just forgiven. Stop reducing the gospel to being just forgiven. He didn't come to just forgive you. He came to save you from your sins. He came to rescue you and restore you. He came to destroy sin's power in your life. And because of that, destroy the one who's enslaved you. Destroy sin and the serpent himself. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, was nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Jesus saves us not only from sin's penalty, but from all all of its power. Chains shall he break. For the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. For a thousand years the church has sung these words at Advent. Free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save. And give them victory o'er the grave. And every year... Bing Crosby and everybody else sings it over and over again. They sing this song, and it's so catchy, and it's so familiar that you can miss its thunderous message. We sing, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. And, and you, we don't even recognize where the commas are supposed to be in that sentence. It's not God rest ye comma, comma, merry gentlemen. It's God rest ye merry. God make, establish you in joy, comma, gentlemen. The message is God give you great joy, gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. God rest you in joy and let, don't let, and let fear have no place in your life. Why? Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power while we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. <laughs> Lori and I took the kids to see that the the seventeenth version of the Grinch that's out. If you've not seen it, it's about a green guy who steals presents. It's a lot like the one before that and then the one before that. But, there's, but this one, this one, I don't know what they did. I, 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 I mean, I'm thrilled about it, but I'm genuinely confused because it, it just goes against the grain of contemporary stuff. So in this one, the Grinch, who's a green guy who doesn't like Christmas, in case you didn't know. Uh, the Grinch goes into this Whoville town. They celebrate Christmas. And he goes in there to spy out the place, and he meets carolers. And there's pentonics, in case you don't know. He meets carolers. And, and he could have met any carolers singing any song. And the idea is that the carolers are supposed to kind of annoy him by singing this Christmas song and chasing him around Whoville, right? And that's all fine. You're thinking, where are you going with this, Dab? I'm coming back. He, I thought to myself, they could have done any annoying song to chase around the Grinch, right? They could have sing, you know, dancing through the snow. That would have been annoying. They'll chase him around, even kind of funny. But here, Pentonics, they, they confront Scrooge, and what are they singing? God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. With with thunderous voices throughout every theater in America, remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are they going to keep going? And they do. To save little stupid animated characters. To save us all from Satan's power while we were gone. And I'm in the theater going, woo, this is worth it changed my mind. Best Scrooge ever. (laughs) Scrooge, Grinch, whatever. Is there, really there's a difference? Grumpy guy, Christmas happy guy. Fine. It's like a Hallmark movie. They're the same. Whoa, I just got shots fired from over here by Mrs. Dab. Look out. Tidings of comfort and joy in the the Apostle Paul explains Christmas in unique language. He said you were spiritually dead because of your sins. Because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you new life together with Christ. He forgave all our sins. Take a deep breath friends. Hear that again. He yeah. forgave you guys missed it. You don't need really, I wonder if evangelicals believe that. I do. I think they think Jesus forgave most of them, but he's still keeping an eye on some. Like he's got a list, he's checking in twice. <laughs> like he forgave most of it, but he's still irritated with you. He forgave. You know, if you believe that, you should have a better day. You should have a better day. He forgave. Time out. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel right now? If right now you could almost, you close your eyes and imagine this, That just what, what would it feel like if you could say, Is it, I, what, how would you live if this were true? I have never sinned. Never. No trace of guilt or shame, no sin. How would you pray? How would you sing? How would you live? Now, I know that we're not supposed to say, be careful, don't say let, let him, don't him say he had no sin. That's a lie. I know. We're not saying we've never sinned, but he forgave. He To forgive means to cut it off and send it away, never see it again. Remember, you, you aren't forgiven, per se. Your sins are. You are redeemed, pulled close. Your sins whacked, sent off. You pulled close. All right? So and just, just be careful. It's just a little bit of grammar there. But he forgave our sin. To forgive, cut the rope, let it go. i got to come back here. He forgave all our sins. That's worth saying over and over again until you get happy. Okay? He forgave all our sins because we broke God's laws. We owed a debt. A debt that listed all the rules that we failed to follow. All of the, all, there was an indictment against us. But God forgave us of that debt. He took literally the receipt, the record against us. He destroyed it by nailing it to the cross. Part one. Forgiveness. Forgave all of our sin and the record against us destroyed it. There is no record He literally destroyed the evidence. Detective, there's no evidence against you. What happened? Burned it. It's been quashed. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds like it's gone away somewhere. Why don't they say squashed? They squashed it. Expunged. That's what it is. They washed it away with a sponge. They expunged it. I got that one. Bookab. Sin gone, record gone, guilt gone, not done yet. Verse 15, in so doing, see here's why, what's so for, delivered from sin, here's the thing by, forgive, by removing sin, the stain and the guilt and the, and the indictment against us, by removing it, verse 15, he defeated the rulers and powers of the spiritual world. With the cross, he won the victory over them. And led them away as defeated and powerless prisoners for the whole world to see. Now, that should affect how you approach spiritual warfare. Yeah. You, if if your, your sin then the, is gone, the record of it destroyed... And therefore, anyone, any, any, any agent of the enemy no longer has license. It is illegal for them to harass you. Right here. He, he defeated them. The language here is, should feel like he humiliated. He led them away in a, in a parade of humiliation by the cross. Jesus destroyed the record that indicted us, making us not guilty, and he defeated the powers that were against us, making us free. He destroyed the record that indicted us, making us not guilty, and he defeated the spiritual powers that were against us, making us free. That is good news that brings great joy for all men. Uh, Merry Christmas. When I'm done, the angel said he shall save his people from their sins. Lean into that a little bit more. Oh, thank God. We're all happy that he saved us from sins, but saved us from their sins. Salvation is personal. This is about all of us and the whole world, but this must be settled between you and Jesus. His saving must meet your sin. It's one thing for us to say, well, I'm glad he forgave sin. I, this so-and-so, he needs, his sin needs to be taken care of. But so-and-so needs to look in the mirror. The sin he saves us from is our own. The sin is ours, the fault is ours, the guilt is ours. For Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus saves us from our own sin. Sin is real, and sin held us so powerfully that someone had to come and save us from it. And someone did. The passage concludes that all of this fulfills this great promise in verse 23, that he is called Emmanuel, God with us. We understand that to mean God with us to save us. Somebody say God with us to save us. Say it again. God with us to save us. See, it's important. We've got to get the whole thing in mind. It's not. We don't just camp at God with us, because that could sound like God hanging out with us, God hanging out in the seat with us, God just knocking back a Mountain Dew with us or whatever. No, no, no. Not just God present, but God present to do something. God, not just God kind of hovering, transcendent above our lives, but God immediately present and not just observing, but doing something. God with us. To save us. This is Jesus. We call his name Jesus. Because he saves us from our sin. He is God with us. Saving us. Delivering us. Rescuing us. Restoring us. Delivering us. Blessing us. Jesus. and I invite you to stand together as we close this morning. Are you saved from your sins? Are you saved from your sins? You can know that because you know that you have said, Jesus Save me. Jesus, save me. His The work that he's done is historic, past tense, permanent, comprehensive. But the scriptures say that it's whosoever shall call on his name. It's still up to you, to you, to you to surrender and accept for yourself what Christ has done. To be saved, to say, Jesus, save me, save me, deliver me from the, the, the power and the penalty of sin. Save me. Save me. Jesus, save me. this morning and you don't know for certain that you have ever said that and it in your heart Jesus saved me there is no formula there is no class to take there is no resume, there is no application there is only that confession call his name today you cannot save yourself he came to save you he is the Lord who saves You do not have to live with the penalty or the power of sin in your life. Jesus saves you completely. Would you join me? Just lift your hands across the room and everybody just say, Lord save, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Can we just say the name of Jesus out loud together in this house? Just say his name, Jesus. Jesus.